Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I've got to tell you guys about an event from last night that was a dream come true for me. So first, I just want to say a special thank you to all of the teachers and the students and the parents and everyone, the families that are out there really working to make this virtual learning experience the best that it can be while still promoting literacy. Okay, so I was invited for a school reading night. Now guys, I'm going to let y'all know right now that when I first got the email, I was like, oh wow, this is so special. Like, dream come true, right? Dream come true. <laughs> and I was super excited about it. Um, I knew that the fourth and the fifth grade were going to be reading The Rapture Revolution. So I also sent Wrinkly Makes Headlines so that way the younger students could read Wrinkly. And um, I also sent the teacher guides. Um, I sent Ghoul School. And I did not make the teacher guide for Ghoul School. I just have not had time. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and make an excuse. Can I say that? That, that did not make me feel any better. Um, so I do, I know I need to do the Ghoul School series um, teacher guide. I might go ahead and do the teacher companion as I'm working on the books, but. So I was sent everything that I could and just said, Lord, you know, let's see how this goes. What happens? Um, I go to the event, which I loved virtual. Y'all, virtual, honestly, being able to go across the state like that, um, just by walking upstairs and jumping on a Zoom call, absolutely the coolest thing so virtual visits i know you authors have been doing them for a while but um just seeing all the lovely faces all smiling and waving and talking all at once it was beautiful now i teach ninth grade and i will be honest it is very difficult to get their cameras to be cut on for them to talk um 
it's like pulling teeth to get them in the chat sometimes. So when I saw all the faces, I was like, whoa, wow, look, it's families. And there were a ton of families. It was so lovely to see how many students showed up for a reading event on a school night with their families side by side. It just made my heart just sing for joy, y'all. I cannot express the joy that I felt in that moment. Um, and I got to read a little of the Raptor. I started in chapter two because I love Hamilton. And I read just a little bit of chapter two. I didn't want to read too much. I didn't read the whole entire chapter. I just read it to where I could stop and say, now maybe you can understand where kind of Hamilton comes from. He's empathetic for creatures that had been held in captivity or held with restrictions. And there is this experience that he's had that really does change him. Um, so one of the kids was like, yep, I knew that. I got that. It was so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, and so then that's when the question started. And this was supposed to be a 30-minute event. Well, it ended up being an hour event. And the kids were just asking the best questions. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. And um, I just want to thank the students, the families, and the teachers just for welcoming me the way that you did. Oh, it was so cute. And a student, she read my bio on the camera. She had a recorded video of my bio. It was so adorable. Um, but just for, you know, sharing the love of books with your students, even if it's not Raptor, like if it's not even Raptor, it's just sharing the love of writing and being an author and being able to allow your students to connect with authors that's cool because there are some students right there and guys i saw a light i saw a light in a kid i'm telling you right now i could see it and he said um what tips do you have um, first thing it came out you need to keep a journal you need a journal and then after you journal, then you just start your writing and you start developing your stories. I actually, and then another kid asked, do you have another tip? And I was like, look, go to YouTube with some really great authors out there who will show you step by step um, how to put a book together. Because that's how I learned. And I didn't know it was out there. And then I said to them, like, you know when I was illustrating, I didn't know how to illustrate. I didn't know how to draw. And so I was, I was going through that. I really wish that I would have had my illustrations beside me and I would have had my sketchbook because my sketchbook actually had my initial drawings of Revere and one of the students, um, love the snake. And I had a picture of Revere there in my sketchbook, but it was in the closet. I was like, daggone, I, I didn't want to leave the screen and start running through the house to get things, but, um, you know, to talk to them about the progression. So, yeah, it was so amazing, y'all. And then when I, um, when I left that event, the next thing that, you know, the kids said was, you know, how was it, Mama? How did it go? And because then I had to go in and homeschool. And um, 
I shared with them the excitement and I just kind of, you know, sat back and, and we pulled out, um, we're reading, um, the Lord of the Rings. We, we pulled out our book and, and we settled on in and Sam was like, so what did they really say about the rapture mama? And I said, well, I, you know, I kept telling him some of the things that they said and, I was like, you know, we've got work to do, Sam. You know, we still have to work. He was like, Mama, can you just please, please write a high fantasy? And I was like, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> but I just really want to make up language, Mama. Can, can you please? Okay, now, he doesn't know I'm saying this. Because then he'll say, Mama, please don't tell about my life on your stuff. Because <laughs> he's 13 now. But my child is one of the most creative children ever in this world. And I'm like, son, I will need your help and your name will be on it. And he's like, that's great, mama. So he wants a high fantasy. He said that the Fay of Averly is something that he's not interested in just because I started contemporary. And because I started contemporary, he wants to stay away. And I'm like, you can't be that close-minded. You've got to give it a chance. I said, you know, just read it with me um, because you love fantasy so much. And then he was like, Mama, I've got an idea for um, your second thoughts scene. So if you don't, like, I don't have it memorized. I, the Save the Cat Beat sheet, though, they go through second thoughts. I combine that with my third act structure. And so he was saying, Mama, name them this, and here's some research from a Nordic professor. And he's pulling up this professor at a university. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, babe. Like, yeah, you, you are my little expert. So I really think that um, you guys might hear me talking some with, about me and Sam. He, he's ready. He wants to. He wants to help me work on a project, but he does not want to do it on his own. So, we will see what this is going to turn out to be. Um, I've got some ideas because with him, he's never, like, he's never experienced Edgar Allan Poe. He's experienced Lovecraft. Um, we read Lovecraft last year, but, well, last school year, but he wants... Um, to stay away from short stories and poetry. He wants to only stick with novels. And I understand that he does need to see other forms of writing and he needs to be able to analyze those. So that might be a way that I could get him um, to, to get to dive into some um, poetry because we could look at some uh, Nordic poetry. He does want the, one of the books for Christmas. Don't ask me what it is. But when I was thinking, when I was looking at the kids and I was seeing their excitement, it reminded me of Sam and how Sam can get super excited about the kinds of books that he loves. And that's what I want for every reader. You know, I want that experience. When one of the students asked me, well, how does it feel if someone doesn't like your book? And I said, well, that's to be expected because I don't like everybody's books either. And it doesn't hurt my feelings. I've got really thick skin. And I explained to them that 
you know, when I read, there will be a book that I might get, and it might be from a popular author, and it's just, it's not that the writing's bad, or it's not that the story is bad, it's just that at that time, when I was trying to read that book, that book did not resonate with me, and that's okay, and then I'll go to the next book, and that's why I gave them the tip of never leave the library with just one book. Um, and I said, you'll find the books. You'll find the kind of books that sing to you. That will be your top favorite books of all time. And of course, I had to show Stuart Little. And then I heard a little girl say, oh, I've read that book. And then I threw up James and the Giant Peach. And I'm like, if you haven't read it. Because they were like, why did you choose animals? Like, tell me why animals became your stars of your book, your main characters. And I was like, guys, look. So if you look at the Trumpet of the Swan, if you look at Stuart Little, if you look at, and so I, I kept pulling out books that I had, the Cricket in Times Square, and I was, I kept pulling them out, and I kept showing them the books, and I was like, I love these books. They make me happy. These books really do make me happy. So, when I shared those books with them, hopefully they will understand that there's so much more out there to discover, and it might, hopefully, create a reader habit in them. I'm sure that they already have it or they wouldn't have shown up at a night event on a school night. Um, but to have that experience of, of loving a book, finding a book that you love. So, I talked about the bronze bow. I should have done the Indian in the cupboard. There's so many books that I could have said, you know, of of books that I loved for their grades. Like, I could have just kept on and on and on. So, hopefully by the end of that talk, you know, a kid walked away and was like, yeah, I need, I need to get a library book. I need to get another book. <laughs> so cute. So cute, y'all. So, I know that with my ebooks, my ebooks are in the library, and one of the students said that, could he get the rapture in the library? And I was like, you've got to request it. Most of the times, librarians work on a request form. They have a request that you can ask for the book. Um, and I explained to them how they have to make decisions on purchasing books. But it was so sweet. Uh, the, whole, the whole event just, just made my night. And I needed a Thomas Edison of the Oak Leaf community that could invent things could create things so I'm definitely in book two going to be going that route um, Sam already has the character list for book two he already has the names he already has the problem so that again is another project um, we're always filled with projects in the Lowry family aren't we I mean for real so I was um, just on a side note I was about to turn in last night and then my son wanted to have a share with me my oldest and it's about his major and I love that he's you know continuing to investigate minors and what is this major do, do and this and that so um you know he's in college and he's a freshman so he's just in his um He's in his first year. I mean, he took a lot of dual enrollment, but he's still, to me, qualified as a, this is his first semester. Um, but 
just to see his development and to see his discussion about classes and courses and 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 how he wants to partner it up you know i'm teaching him go after things that bring you joy and somehow all of that that i say will work itself out in the end just go after the joy um whether that's good advice or, or I would rather be the practical way and say, go with the degree that brings you the most money. I can't do that. Um, I, I can't. I can't. I, I have to say, go with what brings you the most joy. And, um, and go after that thing. That is a complete opposite advice um, that I was given. When I was younger, the advice that I was given was, go where you know you'll always be able to get a job. And I can understand that. I know why my family did that. Um, and that stability is important. I get it, you know. But I also did something that brought me great joy. And there, there's no doubt, you know, why I'm a reading specialist and why I'm, you know, K-12 exceptional children or why I'm 9-12 English. Because I constantly would do things. I would, I would center myself on the things that would bring me joy. And at the end of the day, what brings me joy? My relationship with the Lord. My relationship with my boys. My family. That brings me joy. And then my career brings me joy. So, and my writing, you know, that's a part of my career. I look at my, I look at my writing, not as a hobby, but as a career. So, what brings me joy? Being around books all day. Helping teachers all day. And then coming home and, and helping my kids and then writing all night. If, you know, Nano's coming, y'all. So, I feel like, for me, like, being around things that bring me joy. That virtual visit, oh joy joy dream come true joy so I just want to uh, tell you to do things that bring you joy one of the kids asked me last night like why do you write and because uh, it brings me joy because it makes me happy and I can escape everything that's going on out there and I can get a piece of paper get a book. I can read. I can write. I can get lost in the words. And it makes me happy. And maybe a kid needed to hear that. And then I thought about Matilda and how Matilda read and it brought her joy. But it also gave her a safe place to be. And when Doll wrote that character, you know, Matilda was in a really tough spot with her family. And she survived on books. So, I want to give you guys um, just the encouragement to go out there. Look for opportunities. Be present. And then opportunities may find you. And just embrace the good. And I know it can be tough. I know it can be, you know, it, it's a tough thing. I'm not saying it's easy for me. And I go through days, you know, I go through rough patches. And I go through days that might not always, you know, feel good. And, and I might not always, you know, 
have a good sales day or I might always, you know, get a good response. But guess what? I know my reasons. I know my purpose. And I'm sticking by it. And I'm sticking with it. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to my rambling. I went all over the place this morning, but that's what you get on my way to work and without coffee. I know that um, I did check in with Scholastic. Scholastic Book Fairs has the online one, and they have a book fair at their school. So I'm thinking about donating money to the Scholastic Book Fair at their school. And um, I wish that I could like have the money to where you know all 70 kids you know 70 some kids that showed up could could uh get a book from scholastic but i could do like with the teachers that were there um, to give them the gift cards to scholastic so i contacted them and they said that the gift cards for scholastic don't come out until october the 30th so I think that that's just me giving back and letting them um, pick out some books for their classroom. And it also supports their school. So I'm always looking for ways for students to have an increased library of books. But I know that they're doing the virtual right now, so I don't know if um, Scholastic has put ebook as options. I, it looked like um, the cool virtual 360 tour last night of the book fair. And we were going to do a book fair at our school this year. And um, I got approval for it. Everything. And it was the... Um, where they didn't have to purchase anything. We were going to put all the books out. And the students were going to be able to um, get their books. And then the pandemic hit. And that book fair is gone this year anyway but just gives me more time to to fix that book fair up and it's based on an idea that a a librarian had in our county and I went to a workshop and I heard her um talking about it and I was like okay gotta do it gotta do it gotta replicate it somehow I don't know how I'm gonna do it but we gotta figure it out (laughs) and so we figured it out and then we couldn't do it (laughs) but um will continue to, to support literacy and promote literacy. Oh, a good thing at work. Guys, we had a contest and I got entries in for short stories. So the winner, I am going to ask, can I read their, their story? So you might get to hear the winning story on the podcast. I'm going to see if I can get permission to do so. But um, if not, I'm super excited that we've got some entries to judge this week. My librarians are judging with me. It's not just me because um, I need other people with a rubric. And um, I'm excited about all that. Well, all right. I'm at the turning point here. I think I told you guys bye. And I kept rambling and thanking you. I don't want to get off. (laughs) Nah. Alright, so this week I've been talking about characters and today I had to take a break and tell y'all all about that happening. 
because it was just an amazing time. But I will be back, and I will continue to talk about um, characters. Now, for me, when the characters come, one of the students asked last night, but I change anything about the characters? Would I do anything different when I, now that they're, they're here? I'm like, oh, oh, no. Um, because that's who they are. And, and when they show up and, and sit down with me for a while, it's like a gift that I get to keep opening up and, and opening up the next gift. And the next gift gives me a new surprise about my character and that I didn't quite know was coming. And um, I just enjoy those gifts as they come. So that was my, you know, my response. It was like opening up a gift. But there are ways that, you know, we can you know, build our Pinterest boards with our images so that way readers can kind of see, well, who are the, who are the characters behind the book? You can make um, Google Slides like I did for the Hartwell Chronicles. I made a whole Google Slide. Now, I did that too with Sweet Potato. And uh, I put slides up for Sweet Potato. That way I could share them on a video. There's a lot of ways that you can learn about your characters, but also share about your characters. And so today I'm going to talk about what's in a name. Because that question came up like seriously, like five times last night about the names. So today I want to talk about what's in the names. What's the, what's the names all about? And how do people come up with their names? And I'm going to talk from my personal experience and some things that my author friends have talked with me about. And um, hopefully it can help encourage you to, to be thoughtful and intentional about your names. And I can use the Rapture Revolution as an example. And we can talk through that one this afternoon. So um, I hope that you have a blessed one and I'll talk with you guys later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.